Welcome to Blessings in Christ. I'm Scott Roberts. Blessings in Christ is also the Church of Christ, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Church of Christ is scriptural in name, Romans 16, 16, scriptural in origin, Colossians 1, 18, scriptural in doctrine, 1 Timothy 4, 16, and scriptural in practice, James 1 and 22. Our lesson today is by Joe Fox from the Southside Congregation of the Church of Christ in Beattyville, Kentucky. His lesson is from the book of James, chapter 1, Let Every Man Be Swift to Hear and Slow to Speak. Once again, our lesson is uh, Swift to Hear. We hope that you enjoy the lesson, and please like us on Facebook. Thank you. Hallelujah, praise God, from the Oh, my God. 
is no vibrance, neither can a turner. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruit of his creature. Wherefore, my beloved brother, let every man be swift to hear, and slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, let part of business, superfluity of knowledge, and receive of meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own sense. If any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face and life. For he beholds himself, and goes his way straightway, forgetting what manner of man he was. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and proudeth not his tongue, but sees in own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion, and undefiled before God and Father is this, to visit the fathers and widows and their afflictions, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Realizing our responsibility to save ourselves from this underworld generation, and understanding the many things that are, are contained within this passage of Scripture. Understanding, we made reference not long ago in the Bible study lesson of uh, how that we uh, speak and, and what we have to say. And he said in verse 19 of this reading, Let every man be swift to hear. Slow to speak and slow to wrath, swift to hear. You know, I was dealing with the eyes and ears this morning talking about the, the parable and Jesus' teaching in prayer. And he said that was a problem from the beginning with the Jewish people. He said they had eyes and they couldn't see, and they had ears and they couldn't hear. And the reason that if they uh, would see with their eyes and hear with their ears, they would understand the mysteries of the gospel. That's, that's the problem today. People read this book with the attitude that they've already got their mind made up. I know what I need to do. I know what God requires of me. But you know, it's all recorded within the written word. Everything that God has commanded all of us, not just one, but again this morning, with our Bible study lesson, the, the parable of the soul. You know, we all have a different abilities. But we all have one ability, and that's to save ourselves. He made a simple plan of salvation that, you know, the whole world should be able to understand. But why is it that they don't understand? So they, they're not looking. They closed their eyes. They stopped up their ears. Simply, the Bible teaches in Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. People are not listening. And, and, and they say, oh, they have faith. And they believe that there's a God in heaven would do it. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he rewards them that diligently seek him. But here comes the problem. Luke 13 verses 3 and 5, he says, I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise curse. At 17 and verse 30, he says, At the time of this age, God winked at them. How can that all men everywhere to repent? Not, not just a few. Not just in some places. But he said everywhere to repent. Why was that? You turn to Acts, the 17th chapter, and you read there. We understand that Paul had come into contact with uh, the believers there that believed in uh, not offending anyone. 
Now stepping on nobody's toe. They had altars made to every God known to man. They even had one made to the unknown God. He said, that's the one I want to talk to you about. The unknown God. He's still unknown to many people today. Why? Because they're not listening. He said at the time of this ignorance, God went there. What, what ignorance are you talking about, Paul? I'm talking about the ignorance of, of reading the simple word of God and not being able to understand it. You see, you repent, you change your mouth from doing what you want to do to doing what God wants you to do. Plain and simple. Just read the book. It's plain and simple. Be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath. Understanding that we're to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And if we're just hearers only, we're deceiving our own self. Many are deceived. They hear, but they the word goes right. It follows on, on stony places. It follows falls on, 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 on bad soil. It falls in, in among thorns and, and the cares and the riches of this life spring up and, and chokes it out. We need to realize that if we look into the perfect, you see, the Bible is perfect converting the soul. If we look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, and if we're, if we're being not a, a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed. Indeed, the writer of Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastes, I believe it's in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. He says, Remember thy Creator in the days of thy youth. Why is that? Because of that we get older, our eyes get uh, dim, our ears get dull, and we, we don't see good and hear good. But when we're young and our memory's good, you know, we have. Uh, 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 perfect understanding, or should have perfect understanding of God's Word. But, you know, uh, training a child and understanding that these so-called religious organizations, uh, they, they prey on children and, and they want to get them young because they know when they get old, they sit in their way. And we know that. We know that uh, as we're taught as a child, uh, I've heard many preachers say in, in their day that uh, they'd rather get a hold of somebody or talk to somebody that is nothing and never been anything religious as to uh, get a hold of someone that is religious and, and in some denomination and been, been taught wrong from the beginning. But understanding, he said, if we look into the perfect law of this and continue therein, and not being a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man is going to be blessed in his deeds. And he says, If any man among, among you seem to be re religious, and rivaleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, his religion is vain. See, that's why he said to be slow to speak, swift to hear, and slow to wrath. Understanding that uh, the devil is our adversary. Peter said, He's a roaring man. Walking about seeking whom he may divide. As I've told you many times, he, he's not after the world. He's already got the world. He's after the church. Because James 2.10 tells us if we keep the whole law yet offended, more important, we're giving it all. People say, well, I, I don't understand that. Well, you know, it, it, we, it, it was wrote where we could understand it. Understanding is, is, is important. 
And the psalmist David wrote, Through thy precepts, in Psalms 119, verses 104, through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Understanding what the Bible says. Understanding what God says to us. You know, these are not just words that I've told you many times that are that written on, on paper and put in the book. This is the Word of God. All Scripture, Paul said in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's proper for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. The man of God may be perfectly, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. He also told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 16 and 16 and 17, he said, Study to show thyself approved. A workman under God. That needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. We've got to study the book. We've got to read it to understand what God wants us to do and, and be about it. In Romans 1 verse 16, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the prayer of God and the salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. The importance of understanding. You realize that in Acts the 8th chapter, the Ethiopian was a religious man. He was a man that had traveled a far journey for the worship under the Old Testament law. And he was returning, riding in a chariot. And the preacher Philip was told to go to him. And Philip asked him a simple question. Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, how can I except some man should guide me? You see, that's, that's our... Uh, responsibility is to guiding people, telling people the truth. Why? Because Jesus said in John 8, 31 and 32, if you can in my words that are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is true. See, there's nothing in this book to put in here to fool people. This is the truth. This is what God wants us all to do and hear and, and, and obey. And, and nothing Hard, hard to do that. People make it hard. But it's simple. And, and, and he said, Philip said, understandest thou what thou readest? And then he said, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he began at the same scripture, Philip did, and preached to the man Jesus. And as it went on the way, they came to a certain order, and he said, see here, go to what the hymn and they back out. Philip said, if thou believest, with all thy heart, thou mayest. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Matthew 10, 32 and 33, he says, Jesus said, Whosoever shall confess me before men, I confess him before my Father, which is in heaven. Whosoever thou shalt shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. That he made that good confession. Confessing that he believed that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. How did he understand that? He preached to him Jesus. The death, birth, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Turn with me at this time to Romans chapter 6 and, and verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abandon? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Then listen to what he has to say. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in innocent life. 
while the forth we've been planted together in the likeness of his death we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin not be destroyed and henceforth we should not serve sin we said that death is free from sin now when we're dead with Christ we believe that we shall also live with him knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more death has more dominion over him when that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that ye should obey it and the lust thereof. Neither ye ye your members as instruments of righteousness unto sin, but ye yourself unto God, as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid. Then listen to what he has to say. Know ye not that to whom you yourself servants to obey, his servants you are, to whom you obey, whether sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. And he says, But God be thanked that you were the servant, were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Obeying from the heart up here, knowing what, what you obey. Understanding that baptism, we contact the blood of Christ. We die to the living practice of sin. And, and, and we die. And our buried in that water grave of baptism as our Lord was buried in the heart in the heart of the earth for three days. We arise and he arose the third day in the newness of life. Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and all things have become new. And the world teaches thousands of different ways to go there. That's God's way. He sent his son to die for that plan for me and you. Not many plans. And Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 14 and verse 1, he said, Let not your hearts be troubled, and believe God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself that word. I am there, you may be also. If we want to go to where Jesus is, we must go His way because He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by Him, by His plan. Understanding the, the importance of it and the power of it. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, beginning, all powers be unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, Lord, with you always, even to the end of the world. You know, Jesus said that. You know, many are contradicting him today and arguing with him today, but I'm not going to do that. Because what Jesus said is going to reign supreme in the day of judgment. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16, 15, and 16. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be dead. Why am I not going to argue with him? Because John 12, 48, he said, He that rejects me and receiveth not my words, 
as one that judges them. The words that I have spoken the same to judge them in the last day and leave them not my word. But the Father gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should think. So when we go to arguing with what the Bible has to say, the inspired word of God, and we need to realize that this is God's word. It comes straight from the Father in heaven. And we have the responsibility to obey it. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3, the Bible tells us that we, if we want a blessing and want to be blessed in the sight of uh, the God of heaven, we need to do what He has commanded us to do. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3. He said, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. It, it's time that we read, and not only do we read it, but we are willing to do it and keep it, understanding the importance of knowing our responsibility. In Revelation chapter 22 and verse 14, he says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and enter into the gates into the city. Blessed. Understanding the importance of blessing. In Matthew chapter 5, and beginning there with verse 1, we realize the importance of blessing. Jesus tells us about the Beatitudes and, and our responsibilities to them and, and His responsibility to us. He said that blessed in verse 3, chapter 5 and verse 3, blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be fed. Problem today is there's not a lot of people that are hungering and thirsting after righteousness. I can remember the time, and most of us here can, that uh, the churches, the uh, houses were smaller, but uh, the gospel meetings were uh, many over the course of the summer and the year, and people were, didn't have television, they didn't have these smartphones, and they didn't have the computer, and uh, they, they went to the church. And they went to the gospel meeting, and they filled the building, and standing room only, and they looked in the windows, and they come from the outside and obey the gospel, you know, and they, you see them sitting around the pulpit, you know, uh, you don't see that anymore. But you know, Matthew uh, chapter uh, 7, he tells us that we're to enter in the straight gate, we're married, uh, way, and uh, wide is the way to destruction. And many there be which go in there at straight the gate, and there is the way which leads them to life, and few there be that find it. You know, he also tells us, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. You know, that word doeth. Finding people that wants to do what the Bible says. Wants to, and don't want to argue with it. He said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say, All manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for that is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets will burn before you. And he tells us, he says, You're the salt of the earth. 
But if the silent lust is saved, wherewith shall it be silent? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be turned into the foot of men. But he says, Ye are the light of the world. A city cannot, that is set upon the hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on the candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. He said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law of the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For where I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one God and one temple shall have no life pass from the law till all be fulfilled. <laughs> Understanding our responsibility to this book. The plan of salvation is simple, easy to be understood. It, 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 we are without excuse. Romans chapter 1 says that we are without excuse, and, in, and Romans chapter 2 tells us that we're inexcusable. Why is that? You see this? I know people that couldn't read a word. Never learned to read. But they all made to God. They put their confidence in men that